This is Toxie and Why, presented by NBT Bank, a semi-monthly podcast by Center State CEO, Central New York's premier leadership and economic development organization. Join us as we meet the people and explore the projects driving the regional economy forward. Thanks for joining us for Toxie and Why, presented by NBT Bank. I'm Katie Zolkowski, Director of Communications here at Center State CEO and your new host of Toxie and Why. So today we're talking about the 2023 strategic plan from the Central New York Regional Economic Development Council. Since 2011, New York State's Regional Economic Development Council initiative has been empowering local stakeholders to make strategies and plans for their community prosperity. So Central New York has changed a lot since the first strategic plan was done in 2011. This 2023 plan includes strategies around creating a future-ready workforce, connecting industry ecosystems, and much, much more. So to break it all down with me and to tell you why it matters, here with me today is Empire State Development's Regional Director for Central New York, Dan Kalinske. Dan, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. So the Regional Economic Development Council Initiative, for those who might not be familiar with it or need a little bit of a refresher, we want to take a step back, give a little history and context. So can you tell me a little bit about what this initiative tries to accomplish? Yeah, so, you know, as you mentioned, began back in 2011 and really at the time was a unique way to do economic development. We, New York State was really kind of leading the nation in this type of regional approach that was empowering the local stakeholders, business leaders, not-for-profits, academia, uh, local elected leaders and economic development organizations to come together and, and create strategies that were specific to the challenges that their region faced. So as you know, you know, Syracuse, Central New York, the challenges that we face are vastly different than what New York City is facing, what the capital region is facing, what Buffalo is facing. And as a result, it allowed us to come together and bring the experts in each of these different areas around a table to create a strategic plan that was specific to Central New York and then allow us to go back to Albany and say we want to make investments in these certain strategies because that's what we feel like is going to be the best way to move our region forward. And as we mentioned, 2023 is not the first year that we have done a strategic plan. So can you tell me some of the projects or initiatives that have resulted from past strategic plans in 2011 and 2015? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the key things that came out of that 2015 plan was taking a look at some of our industry clusters and where do we see the region moving in the next five to 10 years? And so a prime example would be the uncrewed aerial systems, UAS. Um, we were able to make significant investments and now New York State really is leading the nation in our efforts to invest in and create the technologies that will eventually allow us to move products via drone or even eventually people. We're a lot closer than people think to moving products. Um, things like the Genius New York competition or the Grow New York competition, these, these accelerator, business accelerators that allowed us to invest in our innovative ecosystem. Uh, before 2015, we really didn't have as strong of an innovation ecosystem as we, as we used to. And as people know, Central New York, Syracuse, we were known for creating things. That's mm -hmm. back in the early 1900s, that's what we did. We were the Silicon Valley of the nation back back in the early 1900s and we're getting back to those roots we're able to create companies that are coming out of our, our higher ed institutions we're able to attract innovative companies from across the world and these uh these business competitions were, were a strong reason for why we did that um, things like uh, investing in our workforce, Erie 21, Lemoyne College is investing in the future workforce that's going to take a lot of these jobs uh, and in technicians for, for Micron and engineers. And, and they're getting kids ready from the, a young age, middle school on up, and so that they can um, move into careers that are going to give them opportunities that perhaps their parents and their grandparents didn't have. Um, 
agriculture, manufacturing, a lot of our, our key industry sectors, Green Empire Farms out, out in Madison County, uh, a large um, greenhouse under glass that's growing uh, strawberries and lettuce. Um, those types of innovative projects came out of that 2015 plan and have laid the groundwork for a lot of the work that's happening today. So it's really powerful to have those local stakeholders and those local voices kind of determining what will make this region prosper and it seems successful so far. 100%. I mean, I think, and, and granted, I've only been here for the last six years, so I was not here during, you know, during the 2015 plan. But I think, you know, we don't see ourselves as separate counties or separate cities anymore. We see ourselves as central New York yeah. and bringing those stakeholders together, bringing the elected leaders and the economic development organizations and the businesses and the entrepreneurs into one room to discuss not what's just good for Syracuse or what's good for Auburn or Oswego or Madison County, but what's good for central New York as a whole really has led to some of the most collaborative and creative solutions that I think I've seen working among separate municipalities in different counties. Uh, I really think we believe that it is a rising tides raises all boats mentality here in central New York and across all of upstate New York. Yeah. Um, I think what started as a regional approach is almost turning into a super regional approach where now you're seeing collaboration between even the regions. So working with the North Country um, as they're transitioning veterans from at Fort Drum, how do we get them into some of the jobs that are here available in central New York? Working with the Mohawk Valley, uh, we created a 50 mile UAS corridor so that you can fly drones uh, beyond visual line of sight, uh, first in the nation where you could fly 50 miles across multiple regions so that you could do testing of that type of technology. Um, those types of collaborations um, beyond just what's happening in Central New York is something I think you're going to see moving forward. Hmm. So the 2023 plan is titled CNY Ascent, which is an evolution kind of of the past plan, CNY Rising. So how did the CNY Rising plan kind of lay the foundation for not only this CNY Ascent plan, but also just the amount of growth that we're seeing in the region at the moment. Yeah, I, I think what was great about the 2015 plan is it helped us envision, you know, industries that don't even exist today. Semiconductors. You, if you go back to that 2015 plan, we don't mention semiconductors in that plan at all. Who could have thought that Micron would be coming to Central New York and what an opportunity that would present ourselves? But what the plan did do is, as you mentioned, laid the foundation by making significant investments, key investments that made us an attractive place for a Micron to want to come. An example being, you know, we made a lot of efforts in investing in place. So investing in our downtowns and ensuring that they are places that people want to work, they want to live, they want to, they have amenities that they can do outside of work. Um, so making significant investments in our downtowns, and we continue to do that through the Downtown Revitalization Initiative, New York Forward, um, making investments in our businesses so that there are opportunities for people to work, making investments in our uh, our workforce development efforts. Um, so all those things laid a key groundwork so that when we moved into 2023, we had a strong foundation to build on. So the CNY Ascent, you know, CNY Rising, that's still our overarching strategy for the region, something that we're going to continue to build on. But the CNY Ascent is really taking us from the ground up, and now we're ascending into new heights. Um, and so we're excited to begin implementing. You're going to see a lot of work going into 2024 um, as, as the council kind of rolls up their sleeves to begin implementing a lot of the strategies that came out of that plan. Um, and we're excited to see uh, see a lot of progress as we move into the new year. Yeah, I mean, it is very exciting, uh, very exciting time in central New York. I mean, I can't, that can't be overstated. And I mean, it's really great timing to have this strategic plan come out at the same time as Micron coming here and TTM Technologies expanding and great records with the Genius Program. I mean, there's a lot of momentum right now. So how are all of these major projects and investments working with some of these strategic goals that are outlined in CNY Ascent? 
Yeah, so, you know, for example, one of the biggest goals or one of the main goals that came out of the 2023 plan is, is workforce. How do we create a ready workforce for all the jobs that are going to come? And it's not just Micron. We have 50,000 job openings across the region today mm -hmm. that are ready to hire if, if and when people walk through their door. So we don't not just have to prepare for the Micron jobs. We have to prepare for the legacy companies and our existing businesses that are already looking to hire um, but it also presents a great opportunity. For so many years, Central New York was kind of a brain drain. People would come here, they'd get an education, and they'd move to New York City, Boston, Chicago, Washington, D.C. And as a result, we would lose a lot of that, that institutional knowledge that we had here. Um, now, with the opportunities that are presenting themselves, I really see think you're going to start to see that kind of the, the script flipped. Yeah. Um, and we are seeing it. The data shows it. We saw uh, over the, from 2017 an increase in 1% in the region as a whole. Idaho County saw an increase of 3.6% since 2017 in our population. Yeah. Um, so those types of numbers are going to continue to grow, which is going to allow us to have a ready workforce for some of these future jobs. Um, on top of that, continuing to make investments in place. Uh, while we have done a lot of good work in our downtowns, there's still a lot of work to do. Um, we're continuing to partner you know, through Empire State Development and a lot of the programs that they offer, the Restore New York program, as I mentioned, the Downtown Revitalization Initiative, um, making sure that people have places to live, making sure that they have places where they can, they can walk to and feel safe, um, places where there's amenities available to them. Um, that's going to be crucial. Uh, and housing, obviously, is going to be one of the main things that, that we need to accomplish over the next 10 years as we, mm -hmm. as we begin to see that increase in population because of new jobs that are becoming available. Um, ensuring that our innovation ecosystem is continuing to thrive. So how do we continue to invest in those business accelerator competitions? Um, and so that the ideas that are coming out of our higher ed institutions are mm -hmm. staying here. They're creating companies here that are thriving here. And we're on the cutting edge of a lot of the new technologies that are going to be needed to be deployed to do things like drone technology, to do things um, in the biomedical space. Uh, Lote Biologics is making an extremely large investment at the old Bristol-Myers Squibb uh, facility up in, up in DeWitt. And that is going to be super exciting because they're going to be on the cutting edge of a lot of the biologics um, uh, R&D that's going to happen over, over the next 10 to 20 years. Um, so how do we continue to not only build companies who are doing innovative things here, but how do we also attract innovative companies to come here and call this, call this home? Uh, and lastly, I think it's a matter of we, we really focused on the natural resources that our community mm. um, offers. You know, if you ask a Micron or any other company that was interested in coming here, water resources, the mm. green parks and the green space that we have available, quality of life that we get from having those amenities available to us um, were major components to why they chose Central New York and why other companies look to come here. Um, and I think being sure that we're uh, being good stewards of those resources, uh, ensuring that we're we're valuing them and we're, we're protecting them um, is going to be extremely important in the continued success of the region and something that we made sure we highlighted in this 2023 plan. I mean, there's a lot in the 2023 yeah. plan. And I mean, just all of the projects and initiatives that you and sort of strategies that you have just listed off is evidence of that. Um, but in the plan, you are able to kind of boil it down to five strategic goals for mm -hmm. the region. And that includes workforce, mm -hmm. industry ecosystems, equitable growth, place, and collaboration. Mm -hmm. You did hit on a number of those just when we were talking before as well. So can you tell me how the council came up with these five areas yeah. and 
what these areas say about Central New York's future. Yeah, I mean, these plans do not just appear out of nowhere. <laughs> right. They take a lot of dedication. And, and, you know, the council members, they're not paid to do this. This is above and beyond their day jobs. They really offer a lot of their time and energy to make sure that the work that we do is successful in this region. Um, and that was the case for this plan. So we were able to host numerous one-on-one -on -one interviews, focus groups with, with industry stakeholders and community leaders. We, we held a, um, a survey and we were able to re receive feedback from, from different different business leaders um, in a survey response. All of that tied into a lot of the data that's available to us as we talked about population changes and who's in the workforce, looking at you know what are the trends in terms of retirements, what are the trends in terms of available workforce to fill some of those open slots, what are some of the key industry clusters that we, we anticipate are going to continue to grow. Um, and so combining the data with the outreach and the work of the council, we were able to come together to create these five strategies that we thought were going to be essential to ensuring the success of the region and continuing the momentum, as we mentioned, that was built upon in the 2015 plan. Yeah. During those interviews and sort of meetings, were there any, was there anything that really stuck out to you when you were hearing from members of the business community and broader community as, um, you know, themes or just something that maybe was just something particular that stuck out to you? Yeah. You know, one of the big things that we hear a lot is we're not going to be able to attract enough people to fill every job that here is, is there today. So trying to identify where are those pockets of, of individuals that already live in this community and how do we get them back into the workforce? As we know, there's a lot of barriers that exist today for why people can't get into the workforce. Uh, Childcare, obviously a major issue for, for why people tend to leave the workforce, maybe not come back into the workforce. It's just, it's so expensive. Um, I have an eight month old daughter myself. So we we, we know and, and we made tough decisions on, you know, my wife going back to work or not. Um, so a lot of parents are struggling with those decisions today. Um, transportation, maybe people don't think about this, but if you don't have a car, how, and your work is not on a bus line, or that bus line doesn't run during the shift that you're working, mm -hmm. uh, you can't get to that job. So how do we come up with strategies to get people to and from work um, or get them into a vehicle? Or perhaps it is they're, they're, they had um, some legal fees and, and as a result, they're not, they, their license was suspended. So how do you get them past those legal fees? Mm -hmm. We actually have a lot of organizations doing a lot of good work right now that, that with further funding could, could continue to do a lot more uh, of that work today. And you'll notice if you, if you look into the plan, <clears throat> this year what was unique and, and and, and I give a lot of credit to, to Governor Hochul. She really came up with a creative solution to, to, to engage the councils in a way that had, they hadn't been engaged in a long time. And they created a challenge competition. So each of the 10 regions across the state competed for $10 million um, to try to implement a way to overcome certain certain challenges that exist mm -hmm. in your region. And one of the, what, what we focus on was those, those barriers to, to workforce entry. Mm -hmm. So these strategies, like you said, did not just come out of nowhere. They weren't just like already given to us. Um, there's definitely examples of these strategies already in action in our region. So what are some of those that people can kind of point to or look to as examples of these strategies? Yeah, I think, you know, just looking at workforce, and I know we mentioned a lot, but it's obviously one of the key issues. Um, you know, MACNE has a very successful pre-apprenticeship program. Um, Syracuse Builds, which is taking uh, individuals in the city of Syracuse and, and getting them ready for the construction jobs that are going to be coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people want to talk about the, uh, you know, the, the technicians and the engineers that are going to be needed. But first and foremost, we need to build, we need to build it. <laughs> and we also have this big thing called I-81 that's about right. to be a major construction project. Um, so having the construction workers ready to, to fill those 
those positions is going to be crucial to the success of, of anything that comes after it. Mm -hmm. uh, so Syracuse Builds is doing a lot of that good work. You know, in terms of our in our in industry ecosystems, Cayuga, Mil Cayuga Milk Ingredients in uh, Cayuga County, one of the largest dairy processors in in the state, um, they're doing an extremely large expansion right now and are going to be able to to you know offer new new lines with aseptic packaging and they're going to be able to offer new products. Um, so so they're doing large investments in the agribusiness space. Um, I mentioned Lotte Biologics in the in the biotech. JMA Wireless just built a yep. brand new 5G wireless manufacturing campus on the south side of Syracuse, talking about marrying marrying your your industry focus with your sense of place and where are we building things? Are we building them in places that are accessible to those folks who we want to work on those lines? Um, that was an extremely exciting opportunity to to see that, and and um, you know we know that they're going to continue to do two more great things on 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 that side of the campus. So a um, lot of good things that are already happening, again, that allowed us to not have to recreate the wheel when we came up with this strategy. We really were just building on the strong foundation that was laid back in 2015. And a lot of the work that happened, you know, through through the efforts of the council and through the efforts of, of, of the state. Now, for someone listening to this, and maybe they're like, oh, that sounds really cool. I would like to either <laughs> engage in that or be a part of that initiative. Um, is there a way for people in the community, whether it be the business community or community at large, to um, engage in these strategies and kind of be a part of this moment? Yeah, I think there's a few ways. One is just, you know, attending regional council meetings. They're open to the public. We hold them about quarterly, um, give or take, to, depending on what the needs are of the council. So you can find all that information on our website, regionalcouncils.ny.gov. And if you go to the Central New York tab, you'll find this stuff that's specific to Central New York. And we'll put um, that in our show notes as well. So for anyone who's interested, easy link. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter or X, if that's what we're calling it. Um, we're at CNY Rising, and we'll, we post updates to, to that as well for people to follow on some of the things that we're going to be doing. Um, but as a whole, I would say, you know, businesses, if you're not familiar with Empire State Development or the regional councils, reach out to us. Mm -hmm. um, we are want to be on the community, want to be meeting with you, want to be listening to you and what your needs are. Um, my team and, and the team at the REDC is really focused on getting out into the community this year in a very um, uh, large way so that you will be very visible. You'll be seeing us. You'll be hearing from us. We want to hear from you. We want to tour your facilities. We want to help you access a lot of the resources that are available through the state. Um, so reach out to us. Also, connect with your local economic development organization, whether it's the county IDA or the county's economic development organization, or if it's Center State CEO or MACNE uh, or your Chamber of Commerce. Reach out to them and let them know that you're interested in, in a larger collaborative effort because at the end of the day, um, we don't know what we don't know. And and if if you have needs and you know you don't let us, you know if, you, if you're not doing some of the outreach or if we're not able to, to, to discuss with you, then you know we're not going to be able to help you. We want to help as many businesses as possible. Um, it's what we do every day. It's what you know makes me excited to come into work every day is that I get to you know help real people who are doing great things in this community. Mm -hmm. um, so reach out to us, attend meetings, reach out to your local elected officials um, because at the end of the day and, and one of the strategies that we you'll notice in our report is collaboration. Yeah. Arguably that is one of the most important strategies Absolutely. that we laid out in that in that plan. So the more we collaborate, the more we listen to one another, the more that we work together towards a common goal. Um, the more good we're going to be able to do for the community. We're going to take a quick break here and hear a word from our presenting sponsor, NBT Bank. We'll be back in just a moment. I would recommend NBT Bank to any business. 
My name is Chris Palomino and I'm the president of Alice Fence. Chris had decided to purchase Alice Fence from the previous owner. He had previous connections at NBT Bank. NBT Bank provided me equipment financing, doubling our entire production workforce. It's important to me as a business owner that the decisions of our banking relationship are made locally. Welcome back. You're listening to Talk CNY presented by NBT Bank. I'm Katie Zolkowski, Director of Communications here at Center State CEO. Joining me today is the Regional Director for Central New York from Empire State Development, Dan Kalinske. Dan, thanks for being with us here today. Thank you. So we've been talking about the 2023 RADC strategic plan, um, Central New York's strategic plan. Mm -hmm. and. There's a lot in it. Economic development can be scary and lofty <laughs> for people who aren't kind of looking it in the face every day. Um, so how do you make this more tangible? How do you kind of talk to people about these strategies because they're really important and they're helping us grow? Um, but I also understand sort of the apprehension of like, this gets big fast. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's ensuring that we're out in the community talking to people because mm -hmm. while a lot of the problem, the, the challenges that our community face seem very big, if you look at it from the thousand foot level, right. when we boil it down, it's really a matter of how do we, you know, get the resources in the right place? How do we get people connected to the right supply chains or the right, um, you know, the right help that they need, whether it's through financial banks, um, whatever it might be. So, you know, just getting it down to the, the smallest of levels and, and, and it's all about people. So, mm -hmm. you know, our goal in 2024 is going to be, as I mentioned, getting out into the community, talking to them about their needs, discussing this plan and what it means for them and their community. Um, we'll also be hosting a series of, of workshops and resource seminars so that people will know both what's in the plan and what's available to them to help them meet their own goals. Um, and that's bigger than just our businesses. It's our municipalities as well. How do we ensure that the municipalities are ready for some of the changes coming down the board? What are some of the planning grants and the zoning grants and the comprehensive planning grants that are available? What are some of the infrastructure grants that are available? Um, so we'll be doing a lot of that work um, and connecting with our various partners across the region um, to ensure that people are aware um, and, and that they're able to access those, those opportunities. So what is your personal vision for the Central New York Regional Economic Development Council. How do you see it? I mean, you've mentioned interacting with the community, being more present and really listening to people, but looking two, five, ten years down the line, how do you see both the RDC playing a role in the community, but also you personally growing the uh, strategies and initiatives that have been laid out? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we have a lot of work to do, um, and and what's great is we have a team that's ready and excited to get to work. So I think the first thing that you're going to see as you as we move into 2024 is some working groups created around the specific strategies that are outlined uh, in the strategic plan. Uh, so you know, for example, we'll have probably an industry sector working group that focuses on some of our key industry sectors like manufacturing and agriculture. Um, we'll probably have uh, a working group that focuses on on equitable growth, mm -hmm. and what does that mean? Because that means different things to different people you know there's growth in urban environments and rural environments there's growth in um, you know in these cities and there's growth in the suburban areas there's growth in ensuring that communities that maybe don't have English as a first language and those that do have English as a first language um, so how are we creating strategies to ensure that we're touching on all those different needs across different uh, different communities uh, I also think, uh, you know, one of the things that I hope for and I think that the council is excited about is just a, a, an increased level of that collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, so both 
in the central New York region. Um, we have a lot of new elected leaders that, that, that were recently were sworn in in the new year, bringing them on board so that they can be a part of, you know, this, this rowing of all the oars in the same direction, as, as I mentioned earlier, a rising tide. And, and I really think that, um, the more people that are a part of that rising tide, the, the more that people are going to feel the effects of, of the work that we're doing. Um, but also, again, getting outside of our region, mm -hmm. um, working more closely with our colleagues in the North Country, in the Mohawk Valley, the Southern Tier, the Finger Lakes, all across the state. Um, you know, you're, you're almost seeing upstate New York become this super region, right. um, more so with the Federal Tech Hubs designation that yes, we just received uh, at the end of last year, um, truly bringing together Syracuse, Buffalo, Rochester, Utica in a way that um, you've never seen before. So I think continuing that 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 large amount of collaboration, um, but also just listening at a high level to the needs of our community. Um, you know, we mentioned workforce needs, um, but what is some of the programming that's working today, and maybe what's some of the programming that could be done a little more efficiently? Um, bringing that feedback back to the state and, and seeing if there's ways that we can make improvements to the way that we do things. Um, I won't say that we are the fastest of of change agents in, in uh, that's out there, but at the end of the day, um, we do listen and. And as a result, we make changes to the way that we do things that best meet the needs of the people who need our resources the most. Dan, thank you for joining us here today. Thank it was you. great to talk to you. Yeah, you as well. Center State CEO's podcast, Talk CNY, presented by NBC Bank, is available on ClickCNY.com and all major podcast platforms. After each episode, you can join us on Click, where we'll continue to talk about this topic and provide additional resources and links. In Click, you can listen to or watch every episode of Talk CNY. Click is Center State CEO's digital chamber platform, where our members connect, learn, and receive support from our staff. For new episode reminders, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast listening app. If you're enjoying Talk CNY, consider leaving a quick review or a five-star rating.